Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to cover Monday Night Raw for 426 and Friday Night Smackdown for 430. So let's jump into the action shall we? Alright, Monday Night Raw for 426. This was going to be an interesting Raw because we're going back, you know, a little bit. We're getting closer to WrestleMania Backlash. So, you know, you're setting up storylines. You're trying to get things ready. And, you know, last week's Monday Night Raw kind of ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger between Mace and T-Bar and Drew and, you know, Ron. So, it was kind of interesting to see where they were going to go, you know, heading into Monday Night Raw for this week. Of course, we did... We are and how are going to get a match between Mace and T-Bar. And it's supposed to be between Mace and T-Bar versus Braun and Drew. Drew and Braun are having a real hard time communicating with each other. They're having a real time, hard time getting along with each other. They're really struggling, you know, to, you know, sell a good tag team. I thought they'd be great together. I thought that the two of them would just be fantastic. They're just not communicating. One thinks he's better than the other, and the other one thinks he's better than him, and it's just a back and forth. I'm better than who did you, blah, blah, blah. So, Braun just couldn't take Drew's criticism anymore. Drew couldn't take Braun's anymore. So, Braun basically says, forget this. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to face Mason T-Bar, and I'm going to do with them what you couldn't do. Basically, the whole na-na-na-boo-boo, I can do better than you scenario. Well, two-on-one handicap matches, they never turn out right and wrong. They never turn out right in WWE as a whole. They never turn out right in any wrestling company across the country, across the world. So, putting two-on-one handicap matches, to me, they're not my favorite matches because it doesn't fare well for the one compared to the two. This one I was kind of not sure about because, I mean, come on, Braun's a big boy. He's, you know, he's tall. He's, I mean, he really is a monster. So, to put him against Mason T-Bar, I was kind of, I thought, okay, maybe he, you know, he's got a bit more of a fighting chance because, you know, he is a little, you know, a little taller and a little stronger. He moves, you know, his agility's not that fast, but he's still, you know, he's getting good. He's getting really good. So, I was kind of interested to see how this two-on-one handicap match would work. Of course, like I always said, like I said before, two-on-one handicap matches do not favor the one, and I was right. Braun was doing good at first, but then Mason T-Bar got the upper hand. Of course, I wasn't happy with the way that turned out. The match, you know, the match wasn't really all that, you know, great. It wasn't fair, like I said, to the one. They're beating the heck out of you know, Braun. And lo and behold, guess who comes out to help his partner? They've been arguing all night. Drew McIntyre. He comes to help him out. Which leads into the classic WWE scenario, which all wrestling fans out there in the wrestling community, we're all sitting back watching it on our television screens, or on our, you know, our iPads, or whatever we're watching on, we're all saying the same thing. When someone comes out to help someone else, it sets up a match to follow. It, all, it always is. It's classic WWE. It's what they do. It's what they're known for. And I was right. I was right. It turned out to be Mason T-Bar versus Braun and Drew. This should have happened in the beginning. We shouldn't have even had this little two-on-one handicap match thing to prove who's better than who. Come on, guys. That was pointless. It was a pointless re- you know, pointless thing to do. You should have just done what you started with. Mason T-Bar, of course, being Mason T-Bar, doing what they do. They're heels. That's what they do. Heels always do this. 
beating the heck out of, you know, Andrew, you know, beating the heck out of Drew and Braun. Braun beating the heck out of, you know, the boys. You know, everything's going great. The match was good. Drew and Braun had it. They had the upper hand. They were doing really good. Unfortunately, Braun does his little choo-choo where he runs around the ring and takes people out. And he took out Drew. Took out Drew. You took out your tag team partner. What? I mean, it was an accident. It was obviously an accident. It was a mistake, but you know how it goes in WWE. The person who gets took out never takes it as a mistake. They take it as you feel you you targeted them. You had your sights set on them to begin with, and that was all that you see. And of course, T Bar Mace won, unfortunately. Braun didn't take too lightly to Drew's back and forth yammer yammer and he picks him up and basically slams him onto, power slams him onto the mat. Okay. I've told you guys this. I like Braun Strowman. I like Drew McIntyre. Drew and Braun both are good. They're good in their own individual right. Together as a tag team, they probably would have been fantastic if Creative had played it right. No, creative has to pit them against each other, which bugs me because, you know, they're both face. Neither one of them are heel. I mean, Drew could be considered on that gray area, but Braun, we all know, is face. It's brutally obvious Braun's face. Obvious. But it, it bugs me that they, that they do this, that they don't go with a, you know, this would have been a great storyline to play with. This would have been a great thing to pitch. You could have had a really good tag team out of this. No, they had to make Braun turn on Drew. They had to make Braun look out to be the bad guy. And it bugged me that they did that. I mean, it was an accident. It was clearly an accident. Everyone saw it. I mean, it was an accident. Drew didn't take getting slammed to the mat lying down. He just didn't. He confronts Adam Pierce and tells Adam Pierce, I don't care what you got to do. I don't care what strings you pull. I don't care who you go talk to. I don't care if you got to call the big man himself. Get me a match with Braun Strowman. I need to face Braun to prove a point that you don't do this to me and to prove a point that, yo, I want a match. I don't care. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what you do. Just get me a match with Braun. Okay, I'm all for this. I think this is a good setup. I think this is a good thing. You know, it could build up to something after, you know, WrestleMania backlash. It could build up to something great if WWE plays it right. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see these two fight because it's it's two different styles. It's Braun versus Drew. You know, it's you know Paul versus Badass. It's interesting to see. So I'm curious as to see where this is going to go. So of course we're waiting for Adam Pierce to give us an answer on you know whether we're going to get this or not. Now, Miss TV, Miss has been on every night for the last three Monday nights. Miss. Miss, 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 Miss. I love you. I uh, just absolutely love you. You are incredible. No matter what you do, you could not do anything wrong in WWE that would make me hate you. You just wouldn't. Because you're so good on the mic. You're so good in... I mean, Miss is good. Some of you may disagree. Some of you may... And Miss may get on your nerves. And if he does, give me a shout out. Tell me. Tell me what you think. But in my opinion, Miss is just good. Miss is good. He is just good. No matter what he does. Of course, he has Elias and Riker out there with him. Now, Elias and Riker. I love this setup. I like that, you know, they're giving Elias a push. And they're kind of giving Jackson Riker a push. And I think Riker really deserves a push because Riker is really good in the ring. If he's given the opportunity to showcase what he can do. But if he's not able to, it kind of bugs me. You know, you know it kind of bugs me that they kind of put him and Elias together because... 
He just come out of a tag team. He just come out of the Forgotten Sons. Come on, guys. Let Riker be Riker. Let Riker do what Riker do. But I kind of like it because it it seems to me Elias has given Riker a little helping hand, a little, you know, a veteran pushing another person. It's kind of interesting to see. When you put him with Miz, oh my gosh, it's great. It's fantastic. And when you put them doing Hey Hey, Hop Hop, Unplugged, that is fantastic. That to me was just great. It was hilarious. It, I mean, you know, every time Elias is on the stage, he gets interrupted. He's never been able to play a song all the way through without getting interrupted by somebody. It happens. It's just the way that, uh, you know, it rolls with Elias. It's nice to see that Elias gets interrupted. So it's kind of fun. You're like, who's going to come out of Elias? Who's going to interrupt Elias? What are we going to see? What kind of match are we going to see? Damian Priest, of course, comes out. Not liking the way Miz is talking about Bad Bunny again. Especially making fun of Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny shined at WrestleMania. Miz, drop it. He won. He beat you. He didn't need your help to win. He didn't need your help to get him into stardom. He was already there. Get, I mean, get, get over it, Miz. Get over it. It's done. It's over. Let it go. WrestleMania was way back in April. Let it go. Nope. Miz can't let it go. Well, Damian Priest doesn't come out alone. He comes out with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston of the New Day. This I like. This I really like. Because, of course, everyone knows Kofi Kingston and Elias and Jackson Riker and Xavier have had this feud, this ongoing feud going on. And it's a good feud. It's a, it, you know, a change-up. I like the change-up. I like the way creative is going with it. I like it. So, to come out with Damian Priest, this was even better. Because no matter what happens, Damian shines. He can get out there and make you pay attention. He is so fantastic to see. Seeing him come out with a new day even makes it better. Because you're thinking, oh, this is going to get good. This is going to be funny. This is going to be hilarious. Well, of course, they come out with a guitar case. Okay. Now you're thinking they're going to make a little song for themselves making fun of Elias. You, you kind of figure that's where this is going. No, it goes a totally different direction. It goes into something so funny, I thought I was going to choke. They open up this guitar case and tell them they're going to give them what they deserve. Guess what they give them? They throw rotten tomatoes at Miz and at Jackson Riker and Elias just chucking them it is so funny i was biting my tongue i'm like you guys this is great this is fantastic i creative you're on fire i loved it which leads into a match with damian priest in the new day versus elias Riker, and this who did not see where this was going who did not see where this was going to transpire to who did not see this Elias and Riker, they're great together. Miz, fantastic. Miz don't need no backup. He don't need Morrison. He don't need Maurice. He don't need... Miz can do it on his own. He doesn't need help. But Miz worked really good with these two. So I kind of liked it. I liked the change-up. I liked the style. I liked it. Of course, Damian Priest, New Day One. Who did not see that one coming? Who didn't see it coming? It We, we knew. Hit the lights. It's over. We knew that was going to happen. Now, Sonya Deville. 
I have praised Sonia since she returned. I have praised her because she has actually stood up for a lot of people back there in the locker room that deserve to stand up. That she has really showcased how she feels about how WWE is treating superstars in the back. She stood up for the Street Profits when she said she thought that they deserved a, you know, a rightful rematch against the Dirty Dogs. She stood up for, you know, Edge and Roman saying that they deserved a fight. Not saying that Daniel Bryan didn't deserve a title shot, but she's saying that it deserved to be Edge and Roman. She made that perfectly clear. My problem is, is what happened on Monday night. I'm questioning everything about Sonya. I mean, I know how twisted Sonya can be. I've seen what she can do to Mandy Rhodes. I've seen it. I've seen what she can do to Mandy Rose. It, 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 we've seen it. it it's just Sonya. It's just Sonya's way. But Sonya kind of come back to a different persona. So you kind of thought, okay, she's a manager now. She's going to be a little bit more lenient, a little bit more leeway. What does she do? She brings Charlotte back. Now, for those of you who might have missed Monday Night Raw last week, Charlotte lost her temper. Her temper went off the chart because she lost the match with Asuka. She was pissed at the ref and took the ref out. I mean, beat this poor ref down. The defenseless ref had no chance against Charlotte. It was announced later in the week that WWE fined her and suspended her indefinitely. Okay. Wonder where WWE was going to go with this. Sonya Deville decided to answer that question as to where they were going to go. She decided to overstep Adam Pearce in this decision to suspend her indefinitely and bring her to Monday Night Raw where she was not supposed to be to begin with and have, basically have Charlotte apologize to the ref she attacked. They kept the fine. They kept the fine on her. But they, pulled, they basically had her let her come out there and apologize to the ref. She then announces that Charlotte's suspension is lifted. Charlotte basically tells the ref she was acting childish. She shouldn't have took it out on him. It wasn't his fault. Please accept my apology. Of course the ref did, naturally. But then the ref goes and says, if I had been paying attention, I would have seen Rhea Ripley interfere and I would have called it the other way. Ding, 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 ding. Light goes off in Charlotte's head. Aha! So it wasn't my fault. It really was your fault. And I think you owe me an apology. Really, Charlotte? He didn't beat you down to where you couldn't get up. He didn't take uh, take you out. He didn't have you know, didn't do any of this. Why should he owe you an apology? The ref being a gentleman toward a lady. Props out to you, Mr. Ref, for being such so such a generous man. Apologize to Charlotte. Even though the ref wasn't in the wrong, the ref was in the right. He still apologized to Charlotte. Props. Props. Sonya releases the suspension. Oh, Adam Pierce is not happy with that response. He's very, very mad and he makes sure Sonya knows it. He makes sure that she knows you don't go over my head and do something without running it by me first. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Unless you're Vince McMahon himself, you don't go over my head. Unless you're Triple H or Stephanie McMahon or Shane McMahon, you don't go over my head. And she did. Well, we found out, of course, Charlotte has a match later tonight. And that poor ref that she beat the heck out of and made him apologize has to be the ref for that match. What? Huh? Come on. What? That 
leads me to the curious question. What is the deal with Sonya Deville and Charlotte? What is WWE up to? What has creative got in store? We've not seen Sonya wrestle since she lost the match to Mandy. We've not seen her since. And now she's come back as a manager and she's been in the back and I like her being in the back. It's a fresh, you know, fresh face. She's defending the women's division as much as she's defending the men's division. She's not taking you know, either side. And then she turns around and takes Charlotte's side. Knowing dang well that, that Charlotte was at fault. Charlotte was in the wrong and she still took her side. I'm not sure where this is going to go. I'm not sure what the correlation between Sonya and Charlotte is. I'm not sure they bring Sonya back into, you know, the ring. Could we see, you know, her and Charlotte team up as a tag team? What do we, I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm curious to see where this is going to go. Because like I said, I stand by my women's division. I stand by them to totally. So to see Sonya do this, I'm questioning it. I'm starting to wonder where creative is going with this and what we're going to see. Seamus. I've talked about Seamus. I praise Seamus every step of the way. Every time this man has got a title, he shines. He's golden. As a champ, he is fantastic. So, of course, last week, he laid out an open challenge. Alberto Carrillo responded to the challenge. Unfortunately, we didn't get a match because Seamus beat the heck out of Alberto before we ever even got the match. So, again, Seamus comes out in street clothes, no less, to release another open challenge. Corey Graves makes it perfectly clear in the announcing area that Sheamus, an open challenge for Sheamus can be either way. You don't have to have a ding, ding, ding of a bell for it to be an open challenge. In Sheamus' mind, anybody that comes out, whether there's a match or not, it's an open challenge. Really? They don't win the United States title if the bell doesn't ring. So how was that an open challenge, Corey Graves? How? It, it, it isn't. It is not. It's an old-fashioned beatdown, which Sheamus is famous for. He gets a beatdown. Alberto Carrillo comes out and faces Sheamus. And Sheamus runs for the hills. I see this guy. I see where WWE is going with this. I am certain that they're going to eventually have Alberto Carrillo go for the United States title against Sheamus. They're building this up. Why, how long it's going to be? Could it be at WrestleMania Backlash? I don't know. But they are building this up. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go. <clears throat> Bobby Lashley. I have praised Bobby Lashley from the beginning. From the very beginning, I've always said, this Bobby Lashley who has returned to WWE is the best Bobby Lashley we have seen in a very, 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 very long time. And champ Bobby Lashley is incredible. He is incredible. So, I was excited to see him return. Last week, I was disappointed because all we saw was MVP. I do not praise him. I mean, I praise MVP on some things. But MVP, step back, let Lashley do what Lashley do, and stay out of it. So I was excited to see him return. I really was. Walking into the building, styling and profiling, wearing that championship on his shoulder with pride. I was ecstatic. Now, some of you out there in the wrestling world may not have been. And please give me a shout out and tell me. You may not like Bobby Lashley. I do. I think he is an incredible champ. And I think his, you know, in being the champ right now is the best thing for WWE right now. It's incredible to see. 
he enters the building. He's happy, excited, you know, ready to, you know, talk to Drew, confront Drew about all this, and, you know, get set up for WrestleMania backlash, and he gets hit with a bombshell. A bombshell that I totally disagree with, that I don't, here we go again with WWE doing what they do, and here we go again with WrestleMania all over again. Adam Pearce confronts him and MVP and tells them that Braun has a match tonight with Drew McIntyre. There's our match we were wondering about. But there's a stip to it. A big stip. A stip that could change and shake the foundation of WrestleMania backlash to its core. And the stip is if Drew loses tonight against Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman will be added to the WrestleMania backlash match for Bobby Lashley's title. As a triple threat match. Here we go again WWE. Triple threat matches for titles. Why are you doing this? This Braun deserves a fight. A fighting chance to face Lashley one on one. Drew deserves a fighting chance to face Bobby Lashley one on one. Here we go with the whole scenario with Daniel Bryan getting involved in Roman's and Edge's fight. Now you've got Braun Strowman getting involved in Drew's and Lashley's fight. That's not fair to Drew. That's not fair to Lashley. Lashley has been dominating the division right now. He is at the top of it. He is at the very tip top. Then you got Drew who went through a grueling fatal four-way to win the number one contender spot. And you're going to throw Braun possibly into this? What? How is that fair? That's not fair to either one of them. Just like it wasn't fair to Edge and Roman. Not fair. Lashley, not happy about it. MVP, not happy about it. They pretty much make it clear that they're going to be out there tonight to keep an eye on that match. They're not playing. This is ridiculous. Now, Rhea Ripley. Rhea, 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 Rhea. She is a great champion right now. I am very impressed with how they've done Rhea. I was scared about them bringing Rhea in onto Raw and or SmackDown because I wasn't sure how they would do her, you know, do her as a you know, a wrestler. I wasn't sure. I was afraid that they might change, you know, everything about her. But no, they've made her dominant just like she was in NXT. And I'm impressed. Now, she apparently with Asuka had a tag team match later on tonight with Charlotte. And I'm kind of curious as to exactly how this is going to go. Because Rhea is so good. She's really good. And Charlotte, of course Charlotte's good too. But Asuka, Asuka's great. I don't know where they're going with this. To me, it seems like they're screaming another triple threat match at Backlash. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. It either needs to be Asuka versus Rhea or it needs to be Charlotte versus Rhea. Triple threat matches don't favor the champ. They never do. So it bugs me that they want to do two triple threat matches. You got one already coming up. Possibly you could have two. Ah, don't like it. Don't want it. Mm -mm. that's not fair to anybody in that match because Charlotte, she don't play fair but Rhea Rhea being Rhea she seems to think Charlotte's all talk, no flair and I like that about Rhea I like the fact that she's willing to stand up to Charlotte she's willing to tell Charlotte exactly what she thinks about her and walks off, I like it I like it a lot Bobby Lashley again. We're back to Bobby Lashley. Like I said, 
I told you guys. Lashley comes outside to talk about his WrestleMania backlash opponent, possibly opponents. Lashley's doing great. Lashley is finally rocking on the mic. You're finally seeing Bobby Lashley shine like he's supposed to. You're allowing him to be basically stand up there as a champ, represent WWE, and talk like he's supposed to. Like a champ should. <clears throat> no, no, no. You got to blow it all out of proportion by throwing MVP right into the middle of Bobby Lashley's speech. MVP. Put the mic down. Sit down. Be quiet. We don't want to hear you anymore. Let Lashley talk. He's the champ. He needs to represent. Let him do it. Stop stealing his spotlight. Some of you might not think that. Some of you might think, okay, he's helping Lashley out. He did in the beginning. But now it's getting a little stale. Because every time Lashley tries to take it a step up on the mic or anywhere, MVP has to knock him right back down to where, shh, be quiet. He's not Brock Lesnar. He's not Brock Lesnar, folks. MVP, he don't need a mouthpiece. Lashley can do it on his own. Lashley has proven it. He's proven it in the last, you know, three weeks that he can do this. He's proven it at WrestleMania. He didn't need help to be Drew. Quiet. Sit down. Be quiet. Don't talk. Stand there and do what you do. Be his manager and be quiet. Let him show what he can do. It bugs me. Maybe some of you might disagree. Some of you might like MVP being up there with Lashley. I did in the beginning. But now I'm starting to think this is not such a good idea anymore. Lashley is the champ. We don't need MVP in it anymore. MVP needs to go sit down and let Lashley do it. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle. I have talked about Matt Riddle so many times. I'm over talking about Matt Riddle. It seems like to me WWE is trying to shove Riddle down our face and down our throat so much that it's... I mean, I've told you guys that I thought Riddle was a great wrestler. I didn't think he was Raw or SmackDown material. He wasn't ready yet. They brought him up too soon, too fast. Way too quick. His match with Randy last week? Mind-blowing because I thought for sure Randy had that one. Riddle proved me wrong. Riddle proved to me that there may be some you know, validity to him being you know, good in Raw or SmackDown. But he hasn't proven enough to me. He hasn't proved enough to me to show me that he really belongs there. He's a goofball. He you know, runs around on a scooter and stuff. And I just, I mean, I don't. I don't like it personally. You guys might. I don't. I think Matt, Matt Riddle needs to be Matt Riddle. He needs to go out there and show what he can do and prove that he belongs on you know, Monday Night Raw. He needs to prove it. What I wasn't expecting was Randy. Randy to show up. I figured Randy was going to, you know, tell him, you know, you got me, boy. You got me once. You ain't going to get me again. Wrong. Randy threw me the biggest curveball I've ever seen. I mean, he just chunked it. And I wasn't expecting it. And I'm pretty sure some of you out there in the wrestling world wasn't expecting it either. I'm talking about that he's offering Matt Riddle a tag team. Tag team? Randy Orton and Riddle? I can see Randy Orton and Edge. Heck, I can even see Randy Orton and The Fiend. But Matt Riddle? What? 
has me scratching my head. Has me wondering, where are we going with this? Is this a setup? Is this some kind of joke? What are we doing? What are we doing here? I'm curious. I'm curious to see where this is going to go. They've got a tag match later on on Raw. And I'm interested. Is Randy going to stab him in the back? Randy going to hold his hand out, jump off the rail, off the rail, off the ring, and leap. What are we going to see? Is he going to leave Riddle in the middle of the ring? What are we going to see? Interested to see where this is going to go. MVP. I have said this, and I'm going to say it again. MVP keeps sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. And again, he decides to stick his nose one more time where it doesn't belong and confront Braun Strowman. You don't need to be confronting Strowman. You don't even need to be talking to Strowman. Strowman, no. You don't need to be trying to butter him up like you did the mess. Strowman's not stupid. Strowman's not dumb. And Strowman's not going to fall for it. Just because you are MVP does not mean that you are... Uh, can do that. It just it doesn't. You you need to just go over there and sit down by Bobby Lashley and be quiet and just stay out of it because nothing, no amount of things you're going to say is going to convince Braun Strowman to side with you on anything, especially with Strowman possibly having a shot at your champ's title. What the heck are you thinking? Well, it doesn't work. Of course, like I told you guys, Braun doesn't pay attention. Braun doesn't care. All Braun cares about is winning the match so that he can be at WrestleMania Backlash with Drew facing Lashley for that title. That's what Braun wants. Braun don't care what MVP says or what MVP has to offer. So then we get our tag match. The match that I was so worried about because, of course, it's Randy Orton and Riddle. Oh, my Lord. This is, this, this is a disaster. Versus Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I'm not buying that Randy wants to be friends with Riddle. I'm not buying that Randy wants to, you know, have a tag team. I'm not buying this. Randy got bested by somebody he shouldn't have gotten bested with. And when you best Randy Orton, he holds a grudge. And he holds it for a very long time. He's not known as the legend killer for nothing. He's not known as the most dangerous man in sports entertainment. He's just not. Because he's deciding to be friends with you. That's not how this works. I mean, come on. He turned on his own former tag team partner, Edge. Come on, guys. We're not stupid. What is Randy up to? This match was good. This match was interesting because we really got to see, you know, how Cedric Alexander and Sheldon, you know, Sheldon Benjamin shined. We got to see how good they were separate from the Hurt Business. But we also got a taste of Randy and Riddle. Which, as y'all can hear by my voice, throws me off just a little because I'm not sure where this is going. Of course, Randy and Riddle did win that match. I'm scratching my head. Still scratching my head, and it's Sunday. And I'm not sure where we're going to go tomorrow night with Randy and Matt, yo, Randy and Matt Riddle. Where are we going with this? Well, we'll see. Six men, or six woman tag team match, excuse me. This was the one I was talking about. This was the one I was interested in because you're basically trying to figure out who is going to face Nia and Shayna. Nia and Shayna. The dominating forces in the tag team women's division. Dominating forces in the women's division as a whole as of right now. The only other two that even compare is Tamina and Natalia. So this interesting. Of course, you have Naomi and Lana 
and Oscar. I like this little setup. I like how this is going. Then you have Naya and Shayna with Rhea Ripley. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea. Hmm. Rhea and Shayna don't get along. So I'm curious how this tag team was going to work together as a whole. How, you know, were these girls going to be able to coexist with Rhea? Because Rhea and Shayna have a history. They have a nasty history. So it's like, hmm. Lana and Naomi, fantastic tag team. I love them. I absolutely love them. They are so, 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 so neat to watch. Asuka, firecracker. Serious, serious firecracker. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. The match was good. The match was great. The match was absolutely fantastic. The part I loved the most about the match was the fact that, you know, this thing that's been going on between Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose with Shayna and Nia. Mandy fell down, accidentally slipped on water on a ramp at WrestleMania, and Nia's never let her live it down. Never let her live it down. It was an accident. We all saw her fall. It wasn't her fault. It had been raining. They didn't exactly get the ramp off all that great. She got back up, kept going. Props to Mandy. Naya, of course, has got to make it into a comical joke. She just has to. It's it's Naya. What do you expect? Mandy and Dana come out. And they throw water on Shayna. A bucket full of it drowned Shayna Baszler. I mean, drowned her. She is soaked. Naya comes over to try to help poor Shayna, and she falls down. Not once, not twice, but three times. Comical hilarious. Absolutely. It looked like something out of a cart out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. It was so funny to watch. Poor Naya get up, whoop, fall down again. Whoop, fall down again. Funny. Hilarious. Do I think that this could go somewhere? I'm thinking they're trying to are they trying to build up a battle between, you know, Mandy and Dana versus Shayna and Naya? Possible. Could we be seeing a possible, you know, huge fight between, you know, a bunch of women, y'all, huge women for these titles? Possible. Naomi won the match. Impress. Impress. Shout out to Naomi. I'm proud of you. Way to go, girl. Good job. I'm impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed with, you know, the women's division. I've been impressed with them from the beginning. I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. WWE got a great women's division if you would just use them a little bit more and stop using them as a comical joke or stop using them as a filler between two two men's matches let them shine let them show what they can do let them showcase it because i'm telling you these six women they did great they did fantastic they proved what they could do they proved without a shadow of a doubt what they could do throwing mandy and dana into it that was a little change up and it kind of you know cut the tediness out of the match and made it a little funny and i kind of like it but what happened next was not expected sonia deville again waving that power around that she has then i'm telling you there's something up between her and charlotte and i'm not quite sure what it is I'm hoping maybe tomorrow night they'll clarify that a little bit more and I'll get a little bit more context on this. Don't know. But she did not like the fact that Mandy and Dana came out on the six-woman tag team match. She just didn't like it. She didn't like what Mandy and Dana did to Nia and Shayna. So she basically tells Mandy, by the way, 
you're going to be so funny about it and you're going to have such a good time I'm going to put you against Charlotte tonight in a one-on-one match Mandy the goddess against Charlotte what is this what am I seeing here what is happening I don't get it like I said I don't know what is up with Sonya Deville and Charlotte but you better believe me I want to find out just like the rest of you I want to know inquiring minds want to know and I'm hoping WWE clarifies on this Alexa Bliss Alexa 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 this girl gets darker and darker the further down the rabbit hole we fall I swear she has tumbled into so much darkness it's hard to predict what this girl is going to do next and then we have the doll Lily Lily I have asked this and I'm gonna say it again what in the world is Lily where did this doll come from what is going on with Lily the fact that she says basically she is going to unleash Lily and herself on the women's division what does this have in store for oh you know, for Oscar what does this have in store for Charlotte what you know, what about Rhea Ripley what are we gonna see what is this I, I'm in complete stunned silence as to what is going on with Alexa I mean I love dark Alexa but this Lily character what is she I mean what, what are we doing are we dealing with the boogeyman what are we dealing with here what is this you know where's Bray Wyatt where where's the fiend you know, you kind of left this hanging on what happened at WrestleMania with her and the Fiend. What is going on here? I, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. I'm still questioning Lily. I'm questioning everything about Lily. And I'm hoping that eventually WWE will clarify this because I don't know what this thing is. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm just as clueless as the rest of you. You guys might have opinions on it. And I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love to hear, are we dealing with demonic toys? Are we dealing with a demonic doll? What are we dealing with here? What is this? So, I mean, I would really love, I mean, if you guys have got an opinion, tell me on social media because I'm, I'm clueless as to what they're doing with this. I'm absolutely at a loss. Charlotte versus Mandy. This match, I knew, I knew, I knew before it ever even got started what was going to happen. I knew Mandy was in for a law or a very very bumpy ride. This was not going to be easy for Mandy, and I knew Mandy was going to have a problem. And I knew Sonya set her up, and I was right. I mean, the match was good. The match was really good, but Charlotte's just too good. Charlotte is on fire right now. Charlotte is at the top of you know her game right now, and putting her against Mandy Rose was the wrong thing to do. But I get what Sonya was doing. Sonya's trying to punish, you know, I don't know if she's trying to punish the women's division or she's trying to punish Mandy or what she's doing, but it, 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 this match was, I mean, it was a squash match to me. It wasn't even, you know, really a match. It was, you know, Charlotte's got this match no matter what. And it, it bugged me. It really, really bugged me. It bugged me that, you know, Sonya did this to Mandy, who's been on fire with Dana Brooke right now. I mean, leave Mandy alone. Give Mandy and Dana props where props is due. These girls are really doing well. And don't put her against somebody like Charlotte. That is just crazy. But then again, I'm not Sonya Deville. I don't know what she's thinking. Now we go to the main event. I told you guys we were waiting for Drew versus Braun. We were really waiting to see what was going to happen with this match. When the match started, we knew the step. The step was that if Drew McIntyre lost against Braun, 
Braun would be added to WrestleMania Backlash Championship match, making it a triple threat. I said this from the beginning. I was not happy. I was not happy the way they were doing Drew and Bobby. I, 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 to me, it wasn't fair to Drew and Bobby to bring Braun into something he had nothing to do with. Braun had nothing to do with the storyline. He's not been in the storyline whatsoever. Granted, it might be something fresh and new, but I don't favor triple threat matches because they don't fare well for the champ. They, on most occasions, not every occasion, but most occasions they don't fare well for the champ because the champ doesn't have to get pinned to lose. The champ can get lost and not even be in the match. So, to me, this was not a good, fair step for, you know, either one of the opponents who had a, was supposed to have a fair fight. Well, of course, Lashley did come out. Lashley and MVP did sit by the ring and they did watch. And for a while, I was very happy that, you know, they didn't get involved. Braun, you know, Braun and Drew were having a pretty good match. It was a, I mean, it was... It was, a, it was a really, really good match. It impressed me very well. As a wrestling fan, it impressed me. But then, MVP trying to make sure that Bobby Lashley did not have to do a triple threat match got involved. That's the mistake. That's where you make the mistake because in the end, we're getting a triple threat match. Whether we like it or not, Braun Strowman won. Bobby Lashley definitely not happy with it. Not at all. He made that perfectly clear how happy he wasn't. Stood up on top of the announce desk. Held up that belt and said, Come, basically look at him going, Come at me, bro. Let's see what you got. I can take you both. Come on. One hurt lock. That's all he needs. One. He can take either one of them out with just one hurt lock. That's all he needs. I do love the fact that you know, Braun and Drew were looking at him and they were like, you were saying, hey baby, we can see you, we can tag together, take him out of the equation and then it's just you and me. I like that. I like the fact that last year's book looking at both of them going, try it, just try me, try me. I'm going to showcase what I can do. I'm going to show you guys I am the baddest wrestling WWE champion out there right now. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm kind of excited about tomorrow night because I'm interested to see exactly what they're going to do with this now that they've made it a triple threat match. But like I told you guys, I don't favor triple threat matches. I just don't. It does not fare well for the champ, which it does not fare well for Bobby Lashley. That's how I feel. Now we're going to move on to Friday Night Smackdown for 4.30. Friday Night Smackdown. It's, you know, it's got to, you know, be up there with Raw. It's got, you know, it, it's got Raw shows off on Monday night. Smackdown, you better be bringing your A game to be right up there with Raw. I've always said that. Well, interesting enough, our champ, Bianca Belair, is outside. She's out there, you know, basically, you know, talking, doing what Bianca does, about to announce her boys, the Street Profits. But then who comes out? The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Really, boys? Go to the back. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Don't want to deal with you. Bye-bye. Adios. How dare you cut off the women's champ? How dare you cut off Bianca Belair? The EST of WWE. How dare you? How dare you? And then to add insult to injury, Bailey comes out. Bailey! I've told you guys a hundred times how I feel about Bailey right now. Back of the line, sister. Back of the line. There's women out there in that division right now that deserve a shot at that title before you. Above anybody else, Sasha Banks deserves her rematch. Where in the world do you get off jumping everybody else to go after Bianca? You haven't beat Bianca. 
you've not been able to beat her. What makes you think at Backlash you're going to do it? I don't see it. Of course, Street Profits come out too. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're really getting somewhere. This is getting good. This sets up a mixed match tag team match. Street Profits with Bianca Belair versus the Dirty Dogs and Bailey. I like it. I like it. I like when they do these. Granted, I like it better when you allow the women sometimes, the, the women are great, to take on the men. No, 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 no. WWE is not going to do that. No, we're not NXT. We're not, excuse me. If Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart and NXT can do it, Bianca Belair and Bailey can do it. What's the problem? Stop being, you know, against it. Let's let's have this. Let's see this happen. Nia Jax can do it. Lana can do it. Why can't these two? What's the problem? Becky! Becky can do it. What's the problem? And of course not. They're not going to do that. Street Profits did win the match, though. Much to Bailey's surprise. Much to the Dirty Dog's surprise. Are we get about ready to see the Profits get another shot at those tag titles? Could we? I would be all for it. I kind of like the idea of letting the Street Profits go for the titles again because they deserve their shot. They, I mean, they really do. Now, all night, all week, we've been talking about, all over social media, everywhere, Daniel Bryan facing Roman Reigns for the title. If he loses, he has to leave SmackDown forever. We've all talked about it every place, everywhere on social media. Of course, you're going to get those, you know, moments where you're expecting something and you could get a surprise. Well, of course, they also have those moments where they like to talk to superstars in WWE currently or in the past to get their pick, to get their choice. They had a lot of them. Booker T, The Miz, they had a lot of good people making their choices. Seth Rollins' pick was my shocker. Because Seth, we all know Seth. Seth has a big issue with Cesaro. And he has somewhat of a rep against Daniel. So I kind of, you know, I was leaning more with Seth and Roman being so tight. And the history between them two. That he would have, you know, you would think he would go Roman. You really would. He shocked me when he picked Daniel. Daniel Bryan. Seth Rollins. We're talking about the architect. One of the members of the S.H.I.E.L.D. who ran with Roman. He picked Daniel Bryan over Roman Reigns. Where is, where are we going with this? Could we see Seth maybe possibly going after Roman's title? Could we see Seth starting to face turn? Could this be what we're going to get? Is it because, you know, he's hoping Daniel wins, Cesaro wins so he can beat Cesaro? What are we getting from this? I don't know. I'm interested to see where this is going. Because I was not expecting this. This was not something I thought would happen. I was for sure that Seth would have picked Roman. Because of their history together. I, I just expected it. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Mind blown. Now to the women's division again. Ah yes. My two favorite teams. Two of the most dominating forces in the tag team and the women's division right now. I'm talking about Natalia and Tamina versus Nia and Shayna. Of course, you've got Reginald with Nia and Shayna. Shayna does not like Reginald. 
Doesn't like him at all. Can't stand him. I get it. I get you, girl. He's kind of annoying. I get it. But you're still good. You're still a good tag team. They're great. I mean, they're good. Natalia and Tamina, same thing. Fantastic. On fire. Could this, you know, this match, whoever wins, you know, if Natalia and Tamina wins, could they get a shot at the titles again? Oh, I would love to see that. I would be all for that to see these teams go head-to-head for the title. They did great. They did fantastic. Reginald, of course, what I said he was going to do, get up on the ring and try to interfere, try, you know, try to help. Did not help Natalia, you know, help Naya and Shane at all. Didn't help them. It helped Natalia and Tamina because <laughs> to Natalia and Tamina won the match. But Tamina got the win. She got the pin. She pinned Shayna Baszler. That is huge. That is, I mean, grand scale huge. To get that kind of a win like that, wow. Wow, that is huge for not only Natalia and Tamina, but for Tamina. That is big. That is, I mean, big. Shout out, girl. Props. I am so proud of you girls. So Both tag teams. I love y'all. I'm looking forward to seeing if you two are going to go head to head for the titles. It's going to be interesting. Will we see Tamina get the win this time? Will we see them get the titles? I'm excited to find out. Alistair Black. Oh, yes. Alistair Black. One of my favorites from NXT who came to Raw and SmackDown. Love him. Love him. Happy to see him make a promo return last week. Interested in this promo too because this promo was darker than the last one. I like this. I'm curious as to where they're going with this. It kind of reminds me for those of you who might be and you're going to be confused when I say this if you've not seen him before he was in WWE. It's going to confuse you so I'm going to tell you go look him up before he was Alistair. I'm talking about Tommy End. Dark, twisted, brooding. I like it. Is WWE going that way with Alistair? Could we see him kind of transition over into that dark side of Tommy End? Is that what we're seeing? What are we getting? Because these promos get darker as they go. They are showcasing Alistair, a dark side of Alistair that we have not seen. So I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this and when we're going to see him back in the ring how long before we see this Alistair step into the ring and who is he going after who's going to be his first opponent who's going to be his first victim what are we going to see I'm interested I'm interested now the match that I was kind of like eh, I'm not sure I want to see this one again this is a Wrestlemania rematch this is Apollo Crews versus Big E for the Intercontinental title. I've told you guys, Apollo has impressed me. In the beginning, everything about his gimmick and everything about, you know, his, you know, everything about his storyline just was really not sitting with me very well. I've gotten kind of into it now. The problem I have is Commander Azim's. I don't think Apollo needs a backup partner to keep him, you know, keep his title. I mean, he was a dominating United States champ. I don't think he needs outside help. Come on, guys. This is the same as AJ Styles. He doesn't need backup help. So, I mean, where are you going with this? I have a big problem with that part of the story. I don't like it. I, Apollo is good without him. He doesn't need some lapdog to help him out. He doesn't. He's good. Big E, fantastic. With New Day, good. With 
without New Day, phenomenal. I love Big E. I like where they're going with him. You put these two together in a ring, and it's it's fire. It's literally, you set the freaking ring on fire because that's what it is. This match was good. This match was fantastic. Apollo Crews doing well. No, no interference. No you know, cheating. He was playing it as Apollo Crews. As the Apollo Crews we know in the ring. He was doing great. Biggie, same thing. They both were duking it back and forth, head to head. It was a good match. Biggie gets a big ending. This is where the match went down the hole. I mean, down. Because, again, Commander Azeems gets involved, causing a DQ, which gave Biggie the win, but didn't give him the Intercontinental title. Azeems, Azeems, Azeems. You could have stayed out of it because I guarantee you Apollo Crews would have kicked out of that big ending. He didn't need your big boy showing up to help him out. He had it. Apollo had it. Let him win on his own because right now you're making him look like he can't win on his own and we all know he can. Cool thing. Kevin Owens comes into this fight because we all know Kevin just can't deal with the loss against Apollo Crews last week. He just can't. It's bugging him. It's eating him alive because again, Mr. Which Way Did We Go? George got involved. Again! Can't stay out of it. Just can't stay out of it. Big E and Kevin doing great. They're beating the daylights out of these two. Literally beating the daylights. Apollo gets out of the ring. Shout out to Apollo. Get out. Get out quick. Move out of the way and let Kevin and Big E do what they do. They had the upper hand. Until conspiracy theorist Sammy Zayn had to come in and do a haluba kick on Kevin Owens. Really, Sammy? Did you really need to get involved in something that you have nothing to do with? Are you really that sore that Kevin beat you not once but twice? Is it burning you up that bad that you have to get involved in a match that is not even your match? What are you doing here? What is going on here? I'm excited that, you know, they're wanting to do this whole thing with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Props! Shout out! We love those kind of matches. But not only did you attack Kevin Owens, but you attacked Big E. Big E, you have nothing to do with. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Stay out of it. It's none of your business. It's none of your concern. Why are you even fooling with this? So... After they beat the heck out of Kevin Owens and Big E, they roll out of the ring. Sami Zayn is over in that corner. Apollo is celebrating his win with Azim. You see the camera pan over to Sami Zayn picking up the Intercontinental title. The title that was Sami's title for so long. And he's looking at it. And you start to see the gears turning. Could Sami be trying to go after the Intercontinental title. Could we be seeing fan Sammy doing a face turn? Because we all know Apollo is heel. Sammy is heel. Could we actually be seeing Sammy start turning face? Could what Kevin been saying finally getting through Sammy's head? As he's starting to realize no one is conspiring against him. Sammy just needs to be Sammy and do what Sammy does best. Win matches. Win championships. Apollo doesn't like it. He spots Sammy with that Intercontinental title. Tells Sammy to give him his title. That is his title. It doesn't belong to Sammy. It belongs to him. 
goes to take it. Sammy hands it to him. Goes, sign of good sportsmanship. Hands it to him. Holds up Apollo's arm. Look, look, Apollo one. Holds up Commander Azim's arm. Look, 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 Azim did it. Look, we're together. We're on the same page. We're, you know, we're a team. We're doing good. Azim doesn't see it that way and hits him with a Nigerian nail right in the throat, dropping Sammy like you would not believe. That leads me to believe the WWE is going with Sammy going after the Intercontinental title. This is going to be interesting if they are. Because I want to see how Sami Zayn will fare against Nigerian Prince Apollo Crews. I'm interested to see how he's going to think, or how he thinks he's going to get past Commander Azim. I'm interested. So, kind of curious as to what they're going to do with this. Really, 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 really curious about it. Now we get to the main event. Oh, the part of the night that everybody in the wrestling world is literally hanging on a thread by. They're sitting on the edge of their seats. They're biting their nails. They're thinking, how is this going to turn out? Is this Daniel Bryan's last match on SmackDown? Will he defeat Roman? Will he make Roman tap? Will Roman defeat Daniel? We're all pondering that question. Well, they come out. Roman comes out to new entrance music. I'm not quite sure about the entrance music. I gotta give it a little feel. I try to, you know, be open-minded to, you know, different things. And to me, I'm not quite sure. I'm so used to his original entrance music. It was a shout-out to The Shield. I mean, I know The Shield does know more, but it, yeah, it's kind of, you know, sad to see that music go because that's an end of an era for us. So it kind of, you know, bugs me a little bit, but I'm trying to give Roman's entrance music a benefit of a doubt. I'm trying to give, you know, give WWE a chance to show me that, you know, what they can do with him. So, I'm interested. Especially with this interest music. I'm really interested. This match, all I got to say, two words. Holy moly. This was an incredible match. This match should get match of the year at the Slammies. Because this match was something to behold. Daniel Bryan going head-to-head with Roman Reigns and giving Roman a run for his money. This was incredible. Daniel pulling it all out on the line against Roman and giving Roman a very hard time keeping up. I've not seen Roman manhandled like this in a long time. And to see Daniel Bryan doing this gave me hope hope that he could get this title that he could get this win that he could actually succeed in beating Roman Reigns it gave me hope it gave everyone who was a Daniel Bryan fan hopes literally the chance that were being shouted in the arena of this is awesome yes this was awesome 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 match of course Roman gets him in the guillotine finally He'd been trying all night. But the cool thing about this guillotine is Daniel had been working on his right arm. Roman does the guillotine with his right arm. Superman punch, right arm. You know, spear, right shoulder. He always uses his right. So Daniel was hitting the target spot that would keep him from being able to do any of these finishers. Any of them. Roman changed it up. Daniel underestimated Roman, which put Daniel at a disadvantage because Roman used his left arm 
for the guillotine. Props to Roman Reigns. That is thinking on the fly. That was incredible. Daniel, of course, passed out. He tried. I give Daniel a shout. I am going to miss Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Roman should give respect where respect's due because Roman, you got your butt. You got your butt almost handed to you. You almost lost that Universal title. I was expecting Edge to come out and cause a DQ. I really was expecting, you know, Edge to come out and do your DQ. Jay Uso, of course, did. Cesaro came out too. Cesaro tied up in the ropes while Jay Uso is holding him. Typical, typical, typical. Roman lays Daniel on top of the chair and does a concerto. Oh, sad, 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 sad. I'm really going to miss Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. The hopes is that maybe he's going to Monday Night Raw, which would give Miz a run for his money because Daniel and Miz's history, fantastic. Could we see Daniel on NXT? That would be an interesting change. We haven't seen Daniel on NXT since NXT started. So that would be an interesting change-up. Or could Daniel be leaving WWE and going to Impact or ROH or New Japan or even AEW? Could we be seeing that? I don't know. The sky's the limit as to where this is going to go. We're going to have to watch and see where Daniel ends up. Could he be on tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw? We don't know. It, the sky's the limit. I don't know where he's going to go. Now, I always normally like to do one to watch, especially when there's a match that catches my attention. And the one that I'm showcasing for this week, that's coming up on Friday night, of course, is Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I love this match. I love this match in WrestleMania. I'm kind of excited to see where this one's going to go this time. I'm kind of excited. Could we see a UFO again? Could Rollins get go for a swing again? What could we see out of this match? I told you guys, this is my match to watch. Pay attention to it. Watch it closely because this is going to be a good match. It really will be. Now, as always, I want to thank you guys again for listening. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy, so I appreciate it. Again, follow me on social media on my Facebook. Give me a shout-out on Twitter at WrestleMania, uh, Wrestle Ni- Wrestling Nights with a Z. Wrestling, that's Wrestling Nights with a Z. Z on the end of nights. Or on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And until next time, guys, we'll see you with more wrestling action. Have a good night.